Unbecoming of Age, the podcast. A cautionary tale. Listen to what they say, then do the opposite. Your hosts, Colin Flynn and John M. Craig. Thank you for joining us. You are locked into episode 118 of Unbecoming of Age, the podcast. We met on social media, but we have never laid eyes on each other in real life. My name is Colin Flynn. I live in Iowa, and my co-host, Mr. John M. Craig. Hey, Colin, what's up? Back in Redback, New Jersey. No longer a Brooklyn guy for now. And, How's that uh, making you feel? How's that making you feel? Uh, conflicted. Like I might be in the wrong place. You're yearning for your, your life back in Brooklyn? Um, no, I don't know. It's just I'm in a transitional period. Um, you know, I'm fine with my gender. I'm not going to go in that direction. Not yet, anyway. I'm not ready for that. Got to lose some weight, really. But um, I'm no, I'm uh, I'm not working right now. And uh, you know, I had four months of being fairly well compensated for a pretty straightforward job doing that theatrical teamster van driving thing on that TV show. And yes. uh, now I'm back. And in the pool house, and the pool house is fine. Kids are great, you know, um, amicable with my ex-wife. But uh, there's something about not being paid for all my hours that is uh, disappointing. <laughs> Just like I want to, you know, like. Yeah. yeah. You want to be you want to be sitting in the truck right now. I would love to be in a van, just uh, cha-ching, 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 because I'm not. Again, I'm not. I'm not getting. Um, I haven't figured out um, a, a way to get a, a rhythm going here. Uh, you know, like I woke up too late, and too late was like nine o'clock this morning. But I think I need to start getting up at like somewhere between six and seven thirty, so that when I get another job that it's it's not going to be hard to wake up at three thirty, four o'clock in the morning. Right. And just be more productive. That's all. You're just going to try to act like you're that, that same guy is what it mm, sounds like. Somewhere in between. Yeah, I don't really want to yeah. do Uber and Lyft. I don't really want to do Amazon Flex and deliver stuff. But maybe I should uh, I should get up at three thirty, four o'clock in the morning and do it early in the morning then still have the rest of my day and just, just earn a little bit of money and then hope something comes through. So the yeah. the uh, possibility exists that you you could end up back on another TV show doing the same thing. It's it's very possible and even likely. Uh, the the two bosses that I had, the theatrical teamster captain and the co-captain, they run the show. They are on another pilot that's also an NBC Universal pilot. I don't know much about it, but it's the same line producer, and she's trying to put together as much of the same crew as possible. Now, okay. uh, a television pilot tends to be roughly about two weeks, two, three weeks. And uh, and it still work. It still pays. Hours tend to be long. It's decent money. So, But there's no guarantee that I get on that because, um, you know, even if they wanted me to work on it, they would still have to contact the union hall and uh, get the okay. So, so I don't know. I'm uh, In the meantime, I'm just sort of, I don't know. Sorting things out, trying to get organized and shit, and I don't know. I made dinner tonight. Nice, That's nice. A, you you probably have suitcases of cash to just. You probably just counting the money that. that you're That's right. For. I have suitcases. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's right. All I have all of the money. All I, the money That's and great. none of the debt, and I still don't owe taxes. That's, that's I'm great. Say. I'm doing well. Nobody, but, nobody, uh, at, nobody at the government's interested in uh, in the last well, how many years? Four years of taxes? Is that what you said? No, no, I don't. I, it's not something I like saying out loud or thinking about <laughs> or or remembering or. Yeah. I don't know. There's it's. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, we'll see. I, hopefully, the government shuts down again. We got a we got a deadline of uh, two days from now. Uh, what's today? The today is the Wednesday, the thirteenth. Tomorrow's Valentine's Day, and then the fifteenth, yeah. the fifteenth, Friday, Friday. Trump's not happy with the uh, proposal um, of the you know this new resolution that's not with there's not enough money for him for the wall. But we'll see what happens. But I'm hoping yes. that the IRS gets shut down uh, for the rest of his presidency. 
He's, uh, it's possible. I mean, I, you know, I, I would hate to see that happen. There's a lot of people got, got burned. No, it, it's a terrible thing. It's a, it's a, it's a really terrible thing. And quite frankly, it's, it's, it's terrible if, if you have TSA workers not going to work, even though they should go to work. And then there are even um, flight attendants that are saying that they will not, if the government shuts down again, that they might not go in because right. of safety, the possibility. Yeah, I, but the IRS can fuck themselves. Is what basically what you're saying. Go just just go fuck yourself. Something like that. I mean, I believe in in that we that we need taxes and whatever. But I mean, for um, personal reasons, uh, I'm okay with the IRS um, shutting down forever. Stay home. Stay home. Just stay, stay home. just stay home. Don't work. But so anyway. So what about you? What's been going on with work and life and your health and the family? It's, What's going on? It's, it's been a while since we talked. It it it, it has been a while, and uh, well, we've talked, but we haven't we haven't recorded. Uh, we haven't recorded, but it's been it's been a solid two weeks. You you squeezed yes. one in for episode one seventeen, which was a little mystery science theater three thousand thing that you did with some yeah, audio that yeah. I had done elsewhere. Yeah, um, yeah I was I wasn't expecting that nonsense to be put out anywhere. Um, but, uh, thank you. Thank you. I wanted to actually edit it and turn it into something else, but I don't give a fuck. Well, people all <laughs> so. over the world now have, have listened. So it's, it's, yeah. it's into the, it's in the, it's, it's being somewhere like, like, uh, Elon Musk's car. It's, it's out right. bouncing into the, into the, whatever the stratosphere for, for the end of all time. Right. Right. But th- these two episodes have been over the last two weeks have been a little bit elusive for a number yeah. of reasons, yeah. but here we are. But here we are back on track. So, um, yeah, I, I I mean, the main thing right now that uh, I guess as far as if I'm looking at my life and what's going on and the main thing I'd like to communicate is, uh, you know, uh, just fucking kids. Fuck those kids is what I want to say is fucking teenagers. Fuck teenagers. That's what I want to say. I'm just that's kind of where I'm at with it right now. Are are you specifically referring to your own? uh, All of them in general, but But starting with your own? Okay. Pretty much all. I, I'll start with mine. I saw yours had kind of a black eye in that picture you sent. <laughs> yeah, Cameron has a black eye. Yeah, it yeah. looks like. Uh, yeah, it looks like uh, he's got a smoky eye, and he's uh, getting ready uh, to audition for uh, RuPaul's Drag Race. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, yeah, it's a big well, shiner. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it it kind of looks kind of pretty on him. The, the, uh, yeah, it did. He did. He looks. <laughs> so, but uh, so yeah. So what are yours doing that is are so that's so challenging and frustrating? So it's been uh, the other thing I want to say. Basically, uh, Mother Nature uh, can go fuck herself as well. Um, I'm, here's the thing: uh, global warming. I, I know there's a lot of people that are talking about that it's a bad thing. Bring it on, bitch! Just bring. I, it's been we've had it. It's been very winter here, uh, and uh, so um, as this is leading to somewhere. Um, the the idea that uh, I, I'm mad at the weather. Um, related to kids so uh yesterday two days ago we had this big snowstorm that that blew in and we had uh, like 10 inches of snow and it fucking rained uh, for a while in the middle of this well it was snowing heavily and then it kind of stopped for a while and rained and um then it snowed again and then it sleeted and then it blew 40 miles an hour and we got roads closed we got shit going on like that all over uh needless to say the kids weren't going to school they've they've had a lot of time off from school and uh it which is that'll resolve itself in the spring they're going to have to go extra days and, and whatever, but, but that's not really the issue. So um, I'm out and I'm uh, I've got to move vehicles around, and I so I got the idea when the big snow was blowing in that I would I would uh, take three cars and uh, three of the vehicles that we have here, and I would uh, put um, them on the driveway, kind of nose to nose with each other. So I'd have a you know a good long stretch of the driveway, and we've got a fairly long driveway, but I'd have a good long stretch there that um, the snow really wouldn't be as big a factor because the cars are parked there you know you still got right, to shovel, sure. you know, around, around it but yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah but you kind of you know, block some of the snow so so um i uh i had uh tori who is uh 15 and she's uh, um gonna get her actual license she's got her uh, school permit which uh don't get me started she's been driving all over fuck with the school permit she's she's like she thinks she can drive anywhere and and um Wait, so what's the school permit? It allows her to drive to and from school and school activities? 
daylight the kids hours. And I, kids in Iowa during no, they can do it anytime they want to. Um, so kids in Iowa at age fourteen, um, they can get a school permit. Now this was started originally because they had farm kids that needed to get back to the farm after school and help out with farm chores and and uh, that stuff. And so that's where it started. Uh, but now kids at fourteen, they can drive back and forth to school with this thing called a school permit. There's supposed to be a route that is uh, basically a direct route from school and back, but it also lets them go to. Um, there's a list of other things that are on the on the list. Uh, one of which should be uh, like uh, basketball games or, or school activities, and those could be at other schools. And so we live in a town that's big enough that if you're going to uh, you know a basketball game across town, you know it's it's uh, you know. 10, 12 miles on the other side of town and then they've got to turn around and come back and there might be one in another direction at one of the other high schools. So basically they can drive wherever the fuck they want to. And, um, it's it's pretty hard for them to get, to get caught, uh, quote unquote off their route. Um, she has uh, a group of friends, her friend group. Uh, none of the other kids in her direct friend group uh, have a, a vehicle. And she's basically one of the, one of the cars that we, we have. She, it's basically turned into her car. And so she's, she's got her car. She's got her friend's group. And the friend group has basically kind of turned this into the, the group car. Everybody's, everybody's hanging around wanting to, you know, um, get a ride somewhere. And so she's, and we've been on her about, you know, burning up too much gas and going places she isn't supposed to. And uh, blah, 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 yada, yada, yada. Are, are there restrictions on the number of kids and ages of the kids, et cetera, et cetera, like in no, the car? No, no, no. Huh. No, the state kind of lets you do whatever the hell you, you Really? Want okay. Yeah, we're out, we're, John, we're, we're, we're in the middle of this in the country, and out here we're not... Uh, they figure you, you're, you're, you're going to learn how to do it, and uh, it's like a Darwinian thing. If you don't, then you're going to drive off and into a ditch and die, and in good riddance, I guess, is what the state's thinking. I don't know. Uh, probably not, actually, but um, anyway. But here, I just don't, maybe in the Northeast, particularly New Jersey and New York, they just don't trust kids. They probably don't, and you don't have the uh, the farm lobby that got the whole thing started and all of that. So um, Right, yeah. but in 2019, how many people? Is that a fact? Uh, that are actually Your farming. daughter's a farmer? No, no. But okay. if if, if oh. a farm kid can do it, then all of them can do it, is, is what the point is. Well, you don't I guess have you to, have to, yeah, I guess. Oh. You don't have to walk in and bib overalls with a pitchfork, you know, to, to, get, mm. to get the permit. They, they just let anybody do right. it. Right. So so she's now she's like the, the Uber driver for all her friends. Yeah. For all our friends, for all our friends. Okay, so do they give it. money for gas? Anything? What's going so on they're, here? They're they're kicking in a little, and that's a whole other thing. We, we've we've been trying to uh, come up with a way to to, to uh, track some of that stuff too, and it's, it's been a pain in the ass. But um, a long story short, so I get into I'm moving these cars in the driveway, and I get into her car, and it's snowing like hell, and I get into her car, and I open up the car door, and I get in, and I sit down, and uh, it smells like a combination of of uh, cheap bad perfume, uh, and uh, there actually is a perfume bottle in the middle center console that she's got in there and uh, so it smells like this bad perfume and uh and bong water at the mm, same time okay. like, like a right. combination and so yeah. i can tell somebody's been smoking smoking weed it's got this the heavy skunky um it's, it's and somebody has sprayed this perfume that she's you know to cover up it's a cover-up thing that's going on and then i look down on the floor and i find uh, a jewel cartridge on the floor mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's just laying there they didn't have to really look but it's there and so um we find the uh we find the uh, uh the jewel thing i look around a little bit more and uh she's got the the four pack and that's in the car one of them's used and so uh anyway we had the big shakedown after this and, and had the discussion and so she admitted to, to smoking weed and I, okay Am I uh, okay? Overly worried about the fact that it's marijuana. I, I, I honestly am not. Um, am I overly worried about? The, I'm, I'm more worried about the fucking jewel thing. I really am. That, to me, that that is a more deleterious uh, health risk, uh, and it's a big unknown, uh, stupid, stupid fucking thing for anybody to get involved with. If if you want to become addicted to nicotine in today's uh, age, today's world, you know whether it's gum, whether it's you know cigarettes mm. dipping or fucking jewel, you're, you're just you're 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 a fucking idiot. In my opinion, I'm sorry. Right. Although I have been researching it recently, and I'm not advocating um, vaping. The jewel thing? The jewel thing. Uh, but it, it seems that there are studies that suggest that it's nowhere near as bad as smoking, and you've got a whole generation of people under the age of like 23, 24 that have never smoked and may never smoke. But 
they, I, it seems that the numbers of, of uh, vapors is much higher than those of smokers. You know what I mean? Back in the day, if you looked at them statistically, I, I, I yeah. mean, I haven't, this is, this is more speculation based on some of the little stories that I've read and how many kids yeah. are vaping. Now, I'm not suggesting for one moment that vaping is good for anyone. And it's not the nicotine side of it, just that that shit and going into your body, into your lungs has to not be good. But nowhere near as detrimental as smoking has been. Again, it's still stupid and ridiculous, and I um, I'm not I'm not one to to uh, you know support it in any way. Still sucks. But I'd much rather they smoke uh, pot than than that. Yeah, and so if okay, so there doesn't sound like they're drinking or whatever. So what we did is, uh, and she uh, okay, she's she's thinking we're going to go down. Yes, you know, like we we and we did have a discussion about getting a drug test thing immediately because I think if if you if your kid if you catch your kid uh, smoking weed or 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 juuling or whatever, um, you're you're severely uh, you're 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 fooling yourself you're lying to yourself you're you're being way naive i think if you don't believe with all of your heart uh, that um there's other there's other stuff going on there's 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 uh, and it might be xanax it might be uh you know over-the-counter stuff that somebody's taking out of mom's uh you know medicine cabinet it might be somebody sh- uh, sharing their uh, adderall it might be but it's more likely that there's uh there's you know mushrooms it's more likely that there's because uh, they're prevalent it's more likely that there's uh, molly mdma which is all fucking over the place everybody's got that so if your kid's doing one there's a pretty good chance and i'm speaking from experience um that they're that they're doing these other things um and if you don't believe that um i think you're naive as fuck uh, um well right it, it's not it's not that it's it's not necessarily that cannabis is a gateway drug to anything but there are patterns to kids doing certain things at a certain age the friends that they have and what it could potentially lead to and yeah, et cetera, right, et cetera. especially right. if you don't get caught or you think you're getting away with something and all teenagers think they yeah. are so yeah, for the, yeah. with most teenagers think they are yeah, and I, you know the idea that cannabis is a gateway drug or the gateway drug. Uh, I think um, there are uh, there's a, uh, a a theory that I heard once, and I think it's absolutely true. I think that part of the reason for that is that we we try to scare and have always historically tried to scare kids off off uh, pot and tell them it's a drug and you can't do it and all that. And when they do it the first time, it's it's not uh, like wow, I got through that. That was not a big deal. What did I just uh, made me laugh and I. I ate pizza and it was great and we had a really good time and I walked into the house last night and nobody knew I was high and I got away with it and that was awesome. So if that wasn't a big deal, then probably fill in the blank. Maybe I should try, you know, MDMA because, uh, you know, it's it's it, it, it's a gateway drug that way because we've been mostly because there's, there's a lie that's told about marijuana that um, predicates things. But I think the gateway drug always is, is alcohol. I, about 99% of the time people drink before they do any of this stuff. So anyway, it's it's a long thing so what the way we left it with her was um she's got her now her driving stuff is being uh, way restricted uh, she's we're we're cutting way down on that but um i think the thing that really um seemed to upset her more was um we're going to drug test you but we're not going to do that now uh i told her uh, her mom told her uh that uh you've got uh five weeks uh before the drug test happens uh, that will give you enough time for any marijuana and you've admitted she admitted to smoking weed um so um, get out of your system kind of deal that gives you enough time to get the pot out of your system but understand <laughs> that in five weeks we're giving you a test for the whole shebang we're paying 50 bucks and we're, we're mm-hmm. getting the the one that's got everything on it so it's going to know whether it's xanax or all this other stuff i, I talked about it's going to give us the the uh, markers for all of those things and that mm. made her face just really drop uh so i got a feeling that is the and then she acts like she's uh she you know wanted to she wanted to try the like i'm mad at you guys game over this a little bit instead of being tucking her tail between her legs she's still kind of being defiant about it but um uh oh, god damn i gotta tell you i was i'm so fucking pissed off uh, it's uh, you know and for uh you know i hear these parenting shows and stuff and it's there's no answers to this shit there's no there's no roadmap there's no handbook uh there's no you know you, you want to be you want to be trusting and you want to be caring and you want to be uh open and you want to not blow up and you don't want to lose your shit but goddamn sometimes it would be it, it feels good to lose your shit. And- 
uh, I wanted to yell more. I didn't yell as much as uh, as, I, as I could have or should have. Uh, sometimes I think should have. Probably shouldn't have. Actually, I realize that. But um, I'd like to. I'd like to kick the fucking. I don't know. I'd like to. I, I, I want to kick something. I, I haven't kicked anything yet. Maybe I just need to go out and kick the garbage can. I'm not sure. But uh, you you know when you look at those kids uh, and they're they're like third graders, fourth graders, and they're they're walking home with that little pink furry bath backpack on and they're they're nice and they're not they're not uh, they're they're not assholes uh just be so happy because that's after after a certain age they just turn into fucking jerks <laughs> and i've i've been i've been fairly fortunate with both of my kids you know um yeah sure my my daughter's got a boyfriend now and i'm not happy about that that's been discussed um way too much but uh but for the most part nothing um you know there's been no vaping there's no been and she's she's she'll be 15 in june um, now, is it possible that that changed basically with friend groups or if she's with her boyfriend, although the, the boyfriend seems like a decent kid who plays basketball and football and you know, it, he doesn't seem like he's the kind of kid that will start to do that stuff. Um, Cameron, on the other hand, has done some stuff, but nothing crazy. And so right now seems okay. So I don't know. You know, I don't know. Um, I don't know. I just, uh, I don't. I don't really worry about it too much, but I don't want to keep my eye off the ball just in case because anything can change at any time, you know? Um, yeah, I would not do well with the defiance and the attitude surrounding it. You know, it's sort of, especially considering that for the most part, I don't, I am pretty open and honest with them and give them a lot of leeway. And yeah, well, we've given her a lot of leeway, and just a, I think a ton of leeway, and uh, and the the trust was there, and everything that you could possibly the, the providing stuff. Uh, he's talking about you were talking about the giving them gas money. Um, I know now, uh, in retrospect, you know, I was like, where'd she get the money for the fucking jewel thing? Is fifty bucks to buy that, and then the cartridges right. are, are four for like fifteen bucks. I've looked into this shit, so you know, downstroke just to get started on that sixty five bucks. I'm like sixty five fucking. I I fucking am too tight and cheap. And to, if I for me to go go spend sixty five bucks just uh, uh, on whatever, I, I I'm going to think about that for a week. You know, it's not going to be something that's that's a I, uh, I'm more of a tight ass about stuff. And uh, so for somebody to be um, you know just oh this is take your money, take somebody else's money, and go spend sixty five bucks. You know, to me that is a fuck you, and uh, I don't I don't appreciate it. Um, and so um, it's just uh, it's uh, you know I'm I'm. Uh, I'm, I, I was a kid that pulled shit and did shit, and my parents were, uh, uh, my mother was uh, not a trusting type. She, she, uh, she was, she shook my room down like a fucking prison guard, you know. When I wasn't around, she, I'd walk out, and she went through that shit, and there was no, you know, and I knew it. I knew that if I was going to hide something, I had to be sneaky about it. And if there was something that was going on, I had to, I had to get my shit together because uh, she was old school and she was going to make sure that the, the, you know, the, uh, you know, she was going to throw, she's going to go through my room like a prison guard, I guess is what the point would be. And we haven't, we haven't done that. Cameron, I think at one point Cameron smoked pot with his friends inside the pool house. Now, I was not living here at the time. I wasn't living upstairs. Right. And I don't think it was winter. And I thought to myself, like, are you fucking insane? Like, go in the back of the fucking pool house. Well, that's just it. They're not smoke, even like, like, go by the shed and be outside because... Like, you're inside. Do you not realize that there is a smell and it lingers? And it's like... It stays for a long time. Yeah, it does. Yeah. And and sort of, it's, it's just one of the, like, why? Like, so I'm like combination of like, I don't even know that I, like, I'm not crazy pissed that you did that, but why aren't you smart enough? Even with the jewel stuff. He was high. It was in his room and his mom caught him like three fucking times. Yeah, you know what I think about the jewel stuff. You're talking about the studies. I think that the, a lot of the study shit that's uh, uh, that's out there uh, 
probably Jewel has paid for some of that stuff that's saying it's it I no I, I absolutely believe that uh, and why wouldn't they I mean they're in a they're in a new uh, it's like the wild west with this stuff it's brand new nobody knows what it does they're making a mm-hmm. fuck ton of money off of it uh, and uh, like you said the numbers are there there's a lot of ki- the kids that are doing it um, and hey uh, I, I well uh, you and I both as, as an example we listen to the Mark Marin podcast Mark Marin is constantly talking about the fucking nicotine gum um, he still chomps the shit out of that I have friends mm-hmm. that have been doing nicotine gum for fucking years they can't get mm-hmm. off this shit nicotine mm-hmm. I don't care whether, you're, whether it's in the form of a cigarette how, whatever the delivery system is, is to get it into your system it is incredibly addictive and they still do not fucking know with this vaping this moist air bring method of delivering it into you they don't know uh it's still it's still completely unknown as to what the fuck that will do with you know 10 years down the road what what the the, Mm -hmm. uh, effects may be maybe it is less uh uh less harmful uh you know it's possible i I, you know uh but it's also possible that it's dropping some sort of fucking crystallization shit in your lungs that all these fucking people are going to die when they're 50 you know who who knows Uh, well i don't know we just don't know, and I go yeah. guarantee you that um, there is shit that's being written in today's world by Jewel about the stuff being safe because they'd be fucking stupid if they didn't because it's so easy to do, and it's such an unregulated industry. It's, well, it's not, well, it is un- completely unregulated, I think, at this point, for the most part. Congress talked about doing some stuff, but they didn't. Why would you not put out as much information about it as a company as you possibly could? You know the shit is there as, as an addictive agent, and you may as well just fucking do that so um yeah anyway yeah for the nicotine i mean i you know i've smoked in my life i've vaped um and i don't think i'm addicted to nicotine i don't think i ever have been i think i enjoyed the disgusting habit of a cigarette yeah like there's something about it uh you know that i found to be like a break from the thing even though it's a stimulant it's still like oh okay here's this experience and it was sometimes it used to be a shared experience at times especially when new york you know made it when they like california was the first state and then i think new york city under mayor giuliani where you couldn't smoke inside in most places so it became this other thing where you went outside of the bar and you smoked and you met people and it was this thing and then more and more people started to quit Smoking became bad. You didn't do it. And people became woke, you know, especially educated people. But still, it's a it's a terrible habit. It's disgusting. But it wasn't a nicotine. I don't think it was a nicotine for me. I mean, I was on the when I was on the va- vaping, I was down to zero milligrams of nicotine very quickly. And then I was like, I don't really like this vaping thing. And I see people that I work with, grown-ass men and women, that vape like motherfuckers. <laughs> like like there's this one so in New York we have these um, rental vehicles and there's one company is is called Edge and there's this box truck that uh, one of our guys um, John um, they call him Johnny Olives drives and this motherfucker has one of those like Kanger Tech one of those giant ones that like fucking and he vapes like what seems to be 24/7 and one morning I saw an Edge truck and they all look the same in front of the apartment that I was staying in when I was living with Cat, you know, the one that's like, you're an idiot. And that one, when I got locked in the closet. And I see him, and I'm getting in my van, and, I, and I'm like, I think that's him. I wonder if that's him. And then I literally passed. He was making a right turn, and I was getting onto the Brooklyn Queens Expressway, and as I, he got stuck at the light, and as I passed him, I saw a hand and a plume of vape smoke, and I knew it was him. <laughs> I was like, that's Johnny. I gave him a call, and sure enough, because that's how much he vapes. And I see these people, like, there were people that, because you're not allowed to vape inside in a lot of places, and we were shooting in a hospital. There was this one woman on the crew that was uh, an electrician on the show. I mean, it was like she was outside and sucking on that thing in just a cloud of vape. (laughs) It's so fucking bizarre. Like, it just, it hurts to look at. Because I remember yeah. what it felt like. It wasn't the same. Like, I, very first time, about four years ago, when I got one of these, there was this company called Enjoy. And Enjoy looks like a regular cigarette. And, you know, it had, like, a built-in battery that would run out once the, you know, whatever, the nicotine vape thing ran out. And I remember I was editing photos for Fashion Week, and I was, and I was inside the apartment, and I would, I would just suck on it. And just, just nonstop, nonstop. Totally different from a cigarette. Because a cigarette... 
I wouldn't smoke inside. I wouldn't. I would step outside. I would light it up, and then at the end of the thing, whether you know somewhere between five and ten minutes, it was done, and I go back in, and I wouldn't have one for a while. But with the vape thing, it was like people do it inside all the time. It's disgusting. I fucking hate it. <laughs> yeah, I see people uh, doing it uh, all over the place in, inside. Uh, so mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's easy to hide too. It's easy. It's so easy to hide. The Jewel and some of these other companies, they make, I forgot, there's another one that's very similar. There's They're so small. Blue, blue, wasn't it? B-L-U or something like that? Blue, so Blue looked different. So it looks like, I, I think Blue is still making them, and they redesigned the thing to look more like the Jewel. At first, it used to look like a cigarette. Now I think yeah. they're so far away from it needing to look like a cigarette because the people they're marketing to never smoked. So what difference right. does it make? It's just a delivery right. system. Yeah. Right. So, so that little flat, slim, rectangular thing that looks like a, a USB, you know, mm, right. um, jump drive. You know, it it's so small, fits into your hand. You can palm the thing. You can kind of suck on it. I mean, you could be in the parents with your car in the back seat, just suck on it, and then open up your shirt and blow it down your shirt. You know, it's yeah. like you can do it in school. Like you used to be, like when we were going to high school, you know, you'd be smoking in the boys' room like that song, you know, and and you'd go in the bathroom. You'd be, now they just fucking do it in the hallway, do it in class, do it in the bathroom, whatever. Yeah, nobody knows. Well, part part of the drug test is uh, we got the nicotine uh, portion that's going to be a part of that too. So she's that that whole the idea of that coming in five weeks uh, really made her up yeah, that upset her because she, her her argument was all the other kids everybody's doing it it's everybody everybody i'm like no everybody's not doing it there's a percentage of kids that are doing it but it's far fewer uh you know whatever say the percent is 20 percent or maybe i don't know if it's maybe it's higher than that i don't know uh, but I, I doubt it <sighs> fucking i don't know jerks fuck yeah, whatever. Um, yeah, I've been, I've, and, and some new, I've, I've been trying to uh, use some new fuck words because uh, I think it's not used enough. The word fuck. So, um, I, I, what do you think of fucktangular? That is a fucktangular mess, man. That is so fucktangular. You like that one? Fuck. I think it works. I think it's good. And then I was thinking, because um, it's been cold as shit out, you know, uh, there's women wearing a lot of, uh, like, the, the, the boots that look like mucklucks. And if you got a really hot girl uh, wearing uh, the, the right muckluck sort of boot thing, they should... I don't know what a muckluck is, but... Those are those Eskimo boots, uh, the women that wear Eskimo boots, those they call mucklucks. Mucklucks, that's an Eskimo shoe. Uh, so I was thinking we could call the, uh, the winter footwear here, we could call it uh, fucklucks. Fucklucks. Ooh. Look at those fuck lucks. I don't know. I'm just trying to coin some new stuff here. Just trying to get get some muck lucks. I'm looking at them now. I mean, is this a thing? That's they've been around since you know as long as there's been asking. They look like Uggs, no? Yeah. Well, that's where they got the. uh, I think that's maybe where uh, whatever is the Ugg company's from Sweden or something, right? It's a scam. Australia, actually. Oh, it's Australia. Well, they think they copied. Why Australia? It never even fucking gets cold in Australia, does it? Do they have cold weather? I thought Uggs was an Australian company. I, I, th- I think you're right. But yeah, I wonder what, why they came from there. Why did they need warm feet in Australia? <sighs> anyway, yeah, so it's been, we've had our share of, of uh, cold ass. And, and I just saw the uh, fucking forecast, the fuck luckery. That's another word I've got. Did I, did I use that one? Fuck luckery. Uh, of uh, of um, the weather forecast, they're saying that uh, for the next month here, they're calling for harsh, a harsh next month, according to the uh, Iowa State University uh, climatologist. So, um, yeah. I You're talking about March? Between now and mid-March, it's, we're supposed to have mm-hmm. harsh, a harsh winter, uh, sort of end of winter type thing coming on. Because, uh, you know, a lot of times by now it would be starting to at least uh, warm up a little bit. But um, mm-hmm. it, it does it does do one thing, which is um, is very important. It, it keeps the, the, the fucking, uh, it keeps the riffraff out. It, the riffraff go elsewhere. So anybody that would be sleeping in a fucking box or that kind of shit, they're 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 not hanging around here right now. They're they've gotten on a fucking how do they train? They're in Miami. They, yeah, they've they've hopped a train to Miami or or, or I saw in, I saw in Los Angeles that uh, they have right now in downtown Los Angeles. Uh, 
and it's been a while since I've been been to LA, but uh, I know that the uh, homeless uh, population has exploded in pretty much all over California, but uh, especially in in Los Angeles and San Francisco. But uh, in Los Angeles, downtown Los Angeles, they say now that there's been a major uh, outbreak of uh, typhus, which... uh, I was reading about typhus, and uh, this disease, typhus, is spread primarily by uh, fleas. And the, the fleas are hopping from homeless person to homeless person, uh, the riffraff that's there in Los Angeles. And it's this disease which they're describing as uh, what this article I saw was calling it a... Uh, what was the term that they used? Uh, uh, Dickensian. It was a, a Dicken, They said this is a Dickensian disease, which means the last time uh, typhus was around was in the age of when when Dickens, Char, Charles mm-hmm. Dickens, was, was writing mm-hmm. books, a, a Dickensian sort of thing. And they're also talking about because we got um, and here's another one of those fuck words, but the fucktards because of the, the, the fucktards that are um, not vaccinating their kids, we've got a bunch of other disease uh, things that mm-hmm. are starting to pop up as well mm-hmm. in. in in, especially in Europe, they've got um, a bunch of uh, fucktard anti-vaxxers that are um, apparently spreading some. Uh, there's uh, scarlet fever has got a big, uh, big, uh, big up, uptick apparently in Europe. As we're reading in the same article, so uh, we're here without the riffraff now. We froze them out; they're gone. We don't have we don't have uh, fleas. We do have a few homeless. No, 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 no. Yeah. no fuck typhus. I understand. Uh, I got gotcha. you. Fuck typhus. Fuck tangular. There's a fuck tangular. Yeah. Fuck tangular. I don't know. Fuck lux. Fuck luckery. That's the other one. That just popped out. I, I don't know where that one came from, but I'm writing it down. Fuck. Did you know? Um, you're you're a Reddit guy, and uh, I don't know. Somehow this conversation reminds me of a Reddit thread that goes deep. Um, they at three three hundred million dollars they raised, and their valuation is three billion. Huh? Three yeah, billion. You know, I saw that. I how saw the fuck? Article. Like, I mean, how is that? Is that? I don't get it. There's advertising all over Reddit. Uh, you know, there's sidebar advertising and there's advertising really? in the middle of, yeah. So you'll have a, uh, uh, you know, a uh, subreddit, and in the middle of the subreddit, probably every four or five lines down, some somewhere in that range, they've they've got some but sort of a sponsored ad. To me, like uh, in my mind, it's like Reddit is like seven users, like seven total. Uh, I'm just kidding. <laughs> and they just they just go deep, and they've got a lot of usernames. <laughs> that it's. No, I, I'm I'm kidding. I don't think it's it's that, but I I feel like I have a I have I, a real uh, love hate thing with Reddit going on where um, it's it can suck you in and it can uh, you know it can be kind of fun and then it it it'll, it'll turn on you. It'll piss. I, you I just feel like uh, I don't know. I've never tried, but uh, if if I polled most people that I know, I, I feel like most would say they've not used been on Reddit or posted on Reddit much. I would guess that's probably true, but um, I even 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 having said that, uh, and I, I would say the same thing about um, you know people I know, um, I, you know I don't know of anybody that's talked about Reddit, uh, but I do know there's other than uh, like listening to like Jeremy Lopez, I know he uses he's he's on Reddit and some stuff like that, some of the other podcasters talk on there, and I think there's probably a demographic. Uh, I, I'm guessing the Reddit demographic skews, uh, you know, probably somewhat later high school age to par- perhaps uh, uh, somewhere in the 30s, maybe. Generally, is is there, you know, uh, maybe up to 40, possibly? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, so for the most part, it's, I mean, it's a, it's a it's a younger crowd, John. Is what I'm telling you. It's uh, well, you know, it's funny. I'm I'm reading. <laughs> I just googled Reddit and I and I and I, I hit news and the the one day ago the the top the top result was text a, a publication called techspot.com. Right. Reddit users are almost worthless compared to other social networks. Roughly half of Reddit users are between the ages of 18 and 24, confirming oh, what okay. you just said, yeah. which may still entice future advertisers. Why it matters. So, um, uh, huh. huh. I don't know. I, I I just it's cute. It's a really adorable little um little mascot they've got there, you know? Yeah, it is. The little little Martian looking thing with the thing on the head. I don't know what that's about, but it's adorable. Um yeah, yeah I was and just looking at the stats here. I was just looking at the uh, demographics. Uh the hundred and sixty eight billion plus views per year. Uh it's the fifth most popular uh website in the United States. Hmm. 
54% of Reddit visitors are United States citizens. Uh, 45% of Americans, 25 to 34. So the key demographic really is, it looks like then, uh, I would guess it'd be 25, 34. The average uh, visitor spends 16 minutes or more. Um, most of the views are on, 70% of it's on mobile. I didn't even, I don't, I, have, I don't ever, I, I didn't even realize there was an app. There, I, guess, yeah, I guess there would be. I haven't ever used the app, so I don't, I don't know. Yeah, there's an app. Uh, yeah. Red, yeah. Um, 70% yeah. male. 70% male. It's primarily dudes. Mm, yeah, that explains doesn't it. Doesn't mm-hmm. surprise me. Yeah, that doesn't mm-hmm. surprise me. Because when you get into some of the subreddits, mm-hmm. yeah, that, that yeah. that's that's when me. that's where Ryan Adams goes to to post and commiserate with others who like with it's, the, there's nothing wrong with it. Did you see that story about Ryan Adams? I saw Ryan Adams as being uh, accused of the uh, sort of a Me Too type thing. He, to oh me, yeah. When, when yeah. I read what was going on, it sounded like pretty much anything any rock star would do. Well, uh, sure, and they said that this is an industry that hasn't really been touched by it the same way as yeah, uh, you know right, the entertainment, exactly. the rest of the entertainment industry, and uh, but. I'd heard this, and I, I'm not a guy that knows people in the music business, but I'd heard this about Ryan Adams 20 years ago. Yeah, so he basically... Yeah, I heard he, that he's, he's a creepy little fuck. Yeah, well, he's he's an ass. He's He's been a jerk. I've asshole. never been a fan of that guy. I love the music. I, I, I do like the guy's music. I, I really do. Uh, I think he's brilliant, but uh, he's, he's a hell of a uh, songwriter. Um, but... Um, and, uh, you know, he's had a bunch of, well, at least a few country uh, people that have picked up his songs and done really well with him. Tim McGraw recorded uh, some of his stuff. Um, mm-hmm. Anyway, he, I think he's, no, I do think he's pretty pretty uh, talented in that, in that regard. But um, as far as any uh, interview that I've seen with him or any time he's speaking, uh, any vibe that I've got just from, from looking at his persona, it's all douchebag. Douchebag. Creepy. Yeah, just, Creepy douchebag. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, and I read the little story about how the, you know, his his mo kind of thing was, you know, uh, pay, he would show interest in, you know, like some girl who's a bass player, and then you know try to yeah, that was the lead, one lead her along, like I'm going to get you, uh, you know, you know, what to record with you, get you, help you, you out, you can tour with me, yeah, that kind of thing, yeah, yeah but yeah, move your career along, but in the meantime, could right. you, yeah, mm-hmm. could you suck this while you're, yeah, 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 um, yeah. Well, he never met that one, but yes. Yes, uh, but yeah. I'm not defending him and his behavior. But uh, and I'm not. I don't. I'm not saying that's a oh, good, and, and, good uh, thing. I'm just saying it's it's been going on from the beginning of, of music. You, the, the the conversation. Apparently, the thing that he started with that young that young lady who was uh, maybe 14 or 15 when they first connected via Twitter, and it was upwards of like according to the New York Times article, upwards of like 3,000 texts and communication back and forth. And his attorney said that he does not remember anything or, you know, her age or this kind of thing. And it was a sexual nature. I'm sorry, if you have 3,000 texts with someone and you're trying to ask them, <laughs> like, how do you not fucking remember that? Like, I mean, yeah. I, you know, like, I, I don't remember every person I communicate with on a dating app, but it's just like inane conversation. You know, it's a story right. where John Gray doesn't get laid or even nothing, you know. But for the ones where it gets a little bit gray where there's maybe a little flirtation and they're all of a certain you know over the right age i've never seen an id but i'm just saying if uh, you know i i remember that shit you know yeah yeah Yeah. i I, I don't know how you don't yeah i'm not saying what he's doing is is good thing but uh the the idea that uh, it hasn't gone on with uh, a lot of other rock and rollers or, or musicians for, for well I'm sure it has to a certain degree you know it's it's I mean you know well Jerry Lee Lewis I mean um, you know uh, I'm fairly confident that there have been a number I mean married his 12 year old cousin for fucking sake something like that I mean oh, Elvis I mean you know it's uh, you know I was Jimmy Page the Led Zeppelin they say toured for like three years of the 14 year old I didn't tell you about the um, the kind of date that I had last week, right? The one tell me about with, the date from last week. How'd that go? Okay, this, did I tell you this? Uh, well, I wouldn't call it a date so much as much as it. It was. It, let me let me find the communication here. It's um, let's see. So her name is Tara, and and Tara, all black and white photos. Uh, let's see if she didn't delete the conversation. Um, it was at 9.04 p.m. on February 6th, uh, just about a week ago. Not even, uh, yeah, about a week ago. Um, 
she wrote, you can't be any worse than I am. Now, this is this is based on me having a very self-deprecating um, profile about how much I suck. Uh, I said, that sounds like a challenge. She's like, I mean, you do, sli- you, you do look slightly demented. I'm like, slightly? Slightly? And thank you. <laughs> ha, you're welcome. I like your photos. I like the black and white. I like the disco ball. I like your hair. I like your sass. This is me. Typically, I don't like anything, so thank you. Cool. I'm sitting alone at a bar with a Philip Roth book and feeling existentially lonely. You? That's sad and awesome at the same time. I'm sitting in my work van waiting for the creator of the TV show I work on uh, to come out so I can drive him home. Should be done any minute. Uh, she's like, where's the studio? I live behind Silver Cup. She lives in Queens, whatever. Uh, and then she says, I have this whole hopeless love situation with this married screenwriter and saw him last night and he's still handsome and wonderful. And so now I'm devastated and looking for mad Jewy professor looking types on dating apps to fill the void in my restless soul. So, I mean, there's that. It's such a trope. And then, uh, so that led to, I, I, I guess that was the appeal that I looked like a mad Jewy professor because of my crazy curly hair, although I got it cut and I shaved my beard into a mustache soul patch kind of thing. So I'm sure she was disappointed when I showed up, uh, met her at a bar. We chatted. Um, I knew about the guy, whatever, but, uh, then she takes two phone calls while drinking her. I think she had like half a bottle of wine and then maybe two martinis bought her another. I had uh, a couple and then she got two phone calls back to back and the phone call was a little bit odd it was uh it was just like i'll be right home i'm right around the corner everything's okay i will help you with your phone when i get home okay i love you like okay who's that what the fuck she gets another call five minutes later same call like very similar or maybe not five minutes more like 20 minutes later right so the person's impatient like where are you whatever but i can't hear the person on the phone yeah so um, she, at that point, she said, um, oh, yeah, my 88-year-old um, uh, father who has dementia lives with me. I was like, that's cool. I live in my ex-wife's pool house. That gets a laugh out of her. <laughs> I was like, if ever there's a time to drop that, that's when you find out that I... So, so this whole night of me meeting a random woman whom I, you know, like literally meeting her two and a half hours after the first communication and knowing very little is very intriguing, right? It's almost like, hey, I don't know much and I don't know much. And then you start to learn a lot, way too much. And so so now it, it, it's, uh, I don't know what time, maybe we finish up around, um, we, I get there at 1130 at around one o'clock in the morning. Um, we leave the bar and I go with her and now I'm meeting her 88-year-old demented father who lives in this really nice apartment view of like the you know manhattan skyline the bridge is a big like outdoor space and i feel very uncomfortable as i walk in here because the minute i walk in she he's like berating her it's like you don't pay attention to me i need you whatever he was really concerned about his phone uh she was shocked that he was able to use his phone and so he was in his room awake watching news i think he used to watch a lot of fox but now he's watching cnn or something and while while i was in the living room just sitting really uncomfortable and just listening to this conversation that they were having and uh before he actually came out of the room and then turned around and then was friendly and then was really just worried about his phone and actually i kind of was intrigued by the guy and liked the guy um I heard the TV in the background, and I heard blackface, blackface, blackface. The news must have said blackface about a hundred times. The reason I brought this up and even thought about this is because of, like, if you think about the music industry, the same kind of thing where this thing has been going on forever, right? And then all of a sudden, one day, it'll be a thing about all these women, all these rock stars with young women. Like, no shit, we knew about that. And it was like, and again, I didn't know that blackface was a thing in, like, 1984 or ever i mean i thought it was like a thing from like the you know the early 1900s up to yeah. maybe like amos and andy and then even then they got black actors to play them when it was on tv you know right <laughs> and even then i think they got the memo that like man we can't really do the blackface thing yeah we can do racist stereotypes just not white guys in blackface <laughs> you know but uh you know so yeah i had a, i had a hell of a night there um with this very oh and by the way you know where she's from iowa right. and iowa. so was her dad he was a hairdresser in iowa yeah, I'll, uh, 
yeah, I don't know. They didn't come from New York. Uh, she made her way to New York. They didn't come from money. Not sure exactly where in Iowa. I did read a little scrapbook. The guy was, uh, I believe, a Marine during the Korean War. GI Bill became a hairstylist. And uh, I even read a, uh, a local newspaper article about him in an Iowa newspaper. Uh, all quite fascinating. And I mean, of all the states, Iowa. Yeah. So I'll tell you his name offline. Uh, I, I've been meaning to Google, but uh, yeah. I it was, like I'll know him. Yeah. Well, you never know. You know, you never know. I mean, he could be the notorious, mm, I'm not going to say his name, but uh, yeah, uh, it's, um, anyway, it didn't turn out the way I wanted it to, you know. I mean, I, I mean at some point you realize uh, even, even if I did get laid, it was going to be like her 88-year-old father was in the other room. You know, it was a little, <laughs> there was a lot going on and not anything going on at the same time. So, uh, not a, it, wouldn't, it wouldn't be a healthy start to a relationship, I don't think. You know, but uh, I don't know. So, you're going to see her again? How's, how's, how'd that I, 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 I don't. Um, I did, at one point, I did say I wanted to make a documentary about her because there was a lot to unpack and uh, I was fascinated by it. But then, you know, then there was a little bit of information shared that I'm like, I don't know that I want to dig below the surface and find out more. Because right. I, I, I don't know that I... And, and it's, it's a lot of work to make a documentary. And uh, I don't know where it would go. What would be the point of it? And I don't know. Um, you know, is it everyone's fucked up and has baggage and a lot of shit going on? And, uh, you know, skeletons and fucked up relationships with their family? Great. Okay. Who doesn't know that? No, I don't need to tell someone. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's... I don't know. There's the need for a lot of a lot of content, though. We, we need content. We, That's something. right. We need. There's not enough. There's so. I turn on. I turn on Netflix, and there's like a hundred things. I'm like, what? Huh? They bought how many things at Sundance? Five. They spent how much money? Yes. What is that? You know, keep what adding, did, what keep did, adding stuff. It's like you know, I'm like, where did that come from? I've never heard of it. You know, and uh, people pop yeah. up. I, I saw yeah. some comedian on on uh, on Netflix the other night, and I was like, I've never even fucking heard of this guy. And uh, he's doing something in the round at Madison Square Garden, and there's a mm -hmm. huge audience there. What? Who is this? Uh, he's he's he's, a, he's an Italian guy from Chicago. Oh Michigan. no, Sebastian Maniscalco. He's ginormous. You don't know him. He's gonna be in the fucking in the Martin Scorsese film. This guy's this big. Guy. He's been I around never, for like 25 years. He he, he over I the never, last couple of years he's blown up. Yeah, I he's the biggest comedian out there. I never even I I I'd, I'd never heard of him. I'd never seen him. I didn't have any idea who the fuck he was. I was looking at this guy, going, "Who the fuck is this? Where'd this guy come from?" I mean, no, he, he was a, he was a working comedian for a long time. He, he's all over, just clubs, know. and he did his thing. He's been doing it for over twenty years, and maybe even like thirty. And uh, but yeah. but over the last couple of years, he kind of blew up. And I, I think it was a maybe a Jimmy Fallon. Um, appearance on the tonight show he's funny that really he's helped. Good, yeah, good, good. He is funny he's funny yeah. and he's very likable and uh somewhat relatable and uh i think it's a good time for him it just sort of worked out you know yeah yeah so i was like and this oh, wow it's uh, uh, did you see the ray romano thing did you watch that at all i didn't i i mean i i saw you know what I, my my netflix i um it's doing this weird thing with this new tv that i have where it scrolls through like even i was in the middle of watching something and it turned off the thing and maybe it realized that i wasn't paying attention and be like, hey, well, we've got these other things. And it scrolled through, and I saw that little trailer. And uh, I like the idea that he's performing. So he popped into two clubs in New York. He did uh, the, the Comedy yeah. Cellar and uh, the Village Underground, also a comedy cellar space. You know, So one yeah. was more of like an impromptu thing. And I, I'm curious about it. I like Ray Romano. Yeah, the way, they did it, the, the way they did it was, was <coughs> I think, cool. And it didn't seem like, okay, I know a lot of times when those guys do those specials, they, you know, they shoot a, a, a you know, they, they may, they, they do 10 shows and they, they shoot all 10 of them and then it's edited and put together and, you know, you're seeing what you're seeing may, may not necessarily be the same show, uh, you know, for from beginning to end um, with it because, you know, editing. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. It's usually, a lot of times it's two shows and, yeah. and then between those two shows they will cut together if things don't work and you know yeah it's best you know. of whatever but this yeah, well, this mm -hmm. really flowed like like it was uh like he actually had walked from one club to the other now they i'm sure it was the same kind of thing but it uh, really, 
really seemed kind of cool. So yeah, he starts at the one and then gets done with his set and then just basically walks out, goes down around the corner, and boom, walks into the next place. And mm-hmm. well, yeah, they, and they follow him. You know, be there behind him with the with the camera. And that was it was good. And yeah, I, I I've been to two um, comedy shows that were recorded. Uh, I've been to the uh, many years ago in like I would say nineteen ninety two maybe was uh it was bill hicks i believe his first comedy record and it was at i'm pretty sure it was at the village underground same same venue it was called something different at the time and uh they did two shows i was at one of those shows i don't remember which album it was i don't know if it was uh relentless or whatever it was it's pretty wild like like i didn't even know i mean i loved bill hicks at that time but i had no idea he would become such an iconic comedian that people loved and revered you know because um, he died in i believe 1994 when he was like 34 years old right at the cusp of maybe making it big um and then i uh, and then i was at the what was it four or five years ago when the uh it was right after the um the boston marathon and uh the bombing right and uh mark Marin did thinky pain also at the village underground yeah, and yeah. Uh, and it was pretty wild. I had not seen Mark Marin since the '90s uh, back in New York. I think I had only seen him once, and uh, it was pretty I, I, because I just listened to a show mostly. So it was wild. He did it. I mean, for him, he's a Boston guy, and he's a very I want to say he's like a, an empath, like a self-absorbed, obnoxious, fucking arrogant empath. And it would really kind of he got real emotional about that thing, but he still forged ahead. But it's a weird thing to do comedy for, I don't know, but there are so many of them now. They're all over the place on Netflix. Yeah, everybody's getting uh, everybody's getting an hour. If, if you can record it, though, it seems like they're just throwing it out. But, uh, yeah, uh, they, I think the only really big-time comedian I've seen, <laughs> this, is really, this is really dating me, uh, is uh, a big-time comedian. I'm trying to think. Okay, so uh, I think it um, the biggest comedian i've seen as far as uh uh popularity is uh david brenner <laughs> wow wow <laughs> david yeah and you got to google that that's that's yeah you're i know who david yeah. brenner is yeah, because yeah. i i'm you know i'm 47 and i'm a big i was a big late late night with david letterman guy yeah, and he, he was, was on that show all, all, all the time yes yes all the time mm-hmm. i see he's got to been dead was he dead when did he die i was just Googling he died this. a few uh, about yeah. six eight years ago i couldn't tell you exactly when but yeah. probably longer yeah so he's of that yeah, yeah robert klein and uh, i'm trying to think of who else david steinberg and people like that were yeah so how old was he when he died yeah all right yeah so yeah he's an old guy he's an old guy when he died all right Good yeah 2014 point. he died so uh yeah five years ago yeah, and he would have been seven, seventy-eight when he died. All right, yeah. So that's that's the biggest guy I've seen, and uh, I don't know. we don't get a lot of them here through Iowa. The the, the big big comedians. So there would have to be a venue, and I, there's no venue. Right. We we have no venue. Well, have you have you been watching uh, Crashing? I have been watching Crashing. Yes. And did, I, did you? I, yeah, it's good. I like it. Have you, did you watch? Did you watch the most recent one? Yes, I'm I'm up to date. The one the one where they're at the Chuckle Shack in the mall in New Jersey. Yes. Yeah. Right. Right. So, so it, it's um, it's uh, you know, what's his name? Um, Pete Holmes, who's the lead of the show, who was middling, and then the Alley Reason or whatever her name is opening, and and then the guy that was running the Boston Comedy Club, who's just this like guy that's in his forties, and I know this guy Dove Davidoff. I remember when I started doing uh, stand-up comedy, he was around, and he had been around for a couple of years, and he's sort of in this space, and he didn't get the memo, you know, he didn't get that Me Too memo, even in his material right. and all that shit, even though he's doing material about it, and the whole idea of this Chuckle Shack place was it was very corporate, right? Like, there were new owners, and it was run a certain way, and and the host, who, was, who had her 10 minutes, she's got to read specifically what they wrote for her about drink specials, and fucking bullshit 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 i'll tell you man it it, it is i i even though i never really did much outside of like open mics and um you know like bringer shows where you know you got the two drink minimum and people pay the cover and you do your is that there's something about that show that seems to capture what that thing is and how fucked up it is and and how lonely and sad it is you know like it's one of those things where i i just even when a comedian sucks, like, I mean, if, if you 
quote unquote make it in any way and you become a working comedian of any sort it's like i i gotta give you credit because it's tough man yeah they have to find their way whether they're doing road gigs uh you know like that oh, kind of thing or, you know and, and living on the yeah. road that sort of deal yeah. yeah that's why you know uh uh well you talked about bill hicks uh uh um trying to think of what's his name uh mitch hedberg you know that's why it was so easy for him just to you know be a be an addict you know to to just basically slam heroin he just you know he'd you know when all you had to do is go to the little town uh, mm-hmm. you know score his score his dope uh do his do his bits and uh, go back to his room and and just you know live by well himself. there's also a lot of downtime you know and, yeah, and it, it, yeah, it yeah. takes a there is a lot of downtime and and it's like how do you fill that time and you 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 work stupid hours it's a very weird thing and you don't work long hours but the amount of time that you have to put in to get your 20 minutes your 45 minutes your hour is ridiculous right it's yeah. like it takes years to hone that and turn that into thing it's that's why, why like the you know whether it was louis ck when he was before he was sidelined you know for his shit and like is is um the couple of these comedians that were doing a new hour every year like what the fuck you know and you don't even have to like but because you're successful like seinfeld didn't doesn't have to do comedy <laughs> he, he doesn't have to work he's still doing you know semi, he's still doing you know you know but leno he doesn't have to do comedy but the guy's obsessed with and still does it but i don't know it seems like there's something else going on with him but i don't really know you know it's uh like ken jiang you know ken ken um Jiang, the uh, the guy from the, the Hangover with the tiny yeah, little, he has yeah. the tiny little dick, and he goes crazy, yeah. you know. And he was in uh, Crazy Rich Asians, and guy, he had his own TV truck. show. He's a, he was a medical doctor for real, like an actual medical doctor. Like I okay. actually heard in, yeah, yeah, he has, yeah, and uh, he has, um, he was on um, NPR today, uh, did an interview. Um, where he's got a Netflix uh, comedy special coming out tomorrow, and he had not done comedy, stand up comedy, in like ten years. He didn't have to because he had the TV stuff and the acting stuff. And right. I think he's brilliant. I think he's a very funny, very smart, very funny guy. And, uh, you know, I haven't watched anything, but I think I'll watch his. It was like, oh, fuck. It's got a good title, too, because his, his wife's name is, is Tran Ho. Um, <laughs> and it, it's got a really good fucking title, and I think it was her idea. Yeah. Um, fuck, what the fuck is that comedy special? It was so good. Yeah. So I got a, a, this uh, friend that I had a conversation with recently. We got it, all the way through the through the through the whole conversation. Basically, and was just about ready to uh, say uh, see you later kind of thing. And he's like, uh, "Yeah, I was, doing, I was doing stand up." And I was like, "You doing stand up?" So the the um, oh, you told me about this guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Little local comedy club here, and, and I guess he's been going up and doing the open mic thing. And mm-hmm. now, when he says that, do you think that's a saying? Uh, you know, come out and check me out, or I should have asked more questions about when are you doing it, or because I, I kind of went, okay. The first thought I was was, really? It was like you know, because I, I don't know. Um, okay, so I, I don't know. I mean, wh- how? What was the context of him sharing it? Well, he just you know he, he kind of shared it and actually talked about one of the uh, bits that he was doing uh, a little bit briefly. And what did you think of the bit? Did it sound like it had potential? Uh, it's was it had some yeah it had some, some it had some work to do but uh, I have uh, a suggestion. I'm going to ask you. I'm going to ask you about this. Will you go? Go. Will you record it? Can we review it? Uh, yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I will try to find out more. Uh, and no, I, no, no. I'm, I'm being serious. Like, like again, it's it, it's hard for me to review comedy because it is comedy is subjective and uh, open mic, especially considering if he hasn't done it much. And I don't know what kind of public speaking and what experience he has in front of an audience. I'm curious uh, the development of it, where he is at, what he thinks. Because you know, doing uh, if he calls himself a stand up comedy a comic, a stand up comic, and he's fucking crazy and delusional, he's not. Um, even though I did it for a year, I'm not a stand-up comic. I never have been. I did it for a couple of minutes, you know, when you get right down to it. Because it takes years, fucking years. It doesn't happen overnight. Yeah. It's not sustainable. Oh, and by the way, the name of this uh, Netflix Netflix special, it's uh, called Ken Jeong, You Complete Me, Ho. That's his because <laughs> his his wife's last name is Ho. They were both Sorry. doctors. They met like, but but yeah, it's a good. It uh, tomorrow on Valentine's Day. Uh, but anyway, uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's 
inviting people that you know to see you do open mic, it's really not meant for regular people. Yeah, it'd be great to have a real audience, Yeah, but y- you tend to just perform I, in front of other I, comics that don't give a fuck. Yes. I, I went once uh, to when they had open mic, not with any intention of going up or anything like that, but um, I just went, uh, I thought, um, I just wanted to check it out, see what it was like to sit at a club that when they're doing open mic night in Iowa, uh, no less. Uh, and I went, and it was... It was painfully. Uh, it was just really fucking bad. The whole, the, mm-hmm. pretty much the whole it's, night, pretty much the whole every yep. fucking person there. Yep. Where mm-hmm. it was like one after another of like, oh my god, you know, it was. It's like, mm-hmm. okay, so like uh, karaoke. You know, it's like you know, you you sit at a whole night at a karaoke bar and maybe one person out of uh, you know a hundred is any good. Uh, and that night. I don't know how many comics there or how many people they let go up and I think the other gave them like five minutes or something. Um, I don't know, there's like 20 and I think out of 20, uh, I maybe laughed a little bit uh, at like one guy, uh, Mm -hmm. I think. And the rest of them, all it was like one after the other of just, oh my God, it's like I feel so bad for you. You know, just really, you just really feel pain for the people. It's like, and, and I, I don't know. I, I I'm intrigued by how people kind of, uh, the, the the process they go through, uh, whatever the hell it is, when they get up there uh, of deciding, you know, deciding what they're going to do. It's um, and the the style in which they do it. it it's just uh, it's, yeah. I think it would be really hard. And it, uh, yeah, I'd, it is. It's a very challenging thing. And it's uh, my dad. I've told. I've said this before. When people used to say, "Yeah, you, you John Craig, you uh, you did stand up comedy. Wow, it's really brave." And then I, kn- I knew what they meant by it. But you know, like my dad. My dad. Um, he enlisted in the Marines during the Vietnam War. Then he came home from the Vietnam War, and he became a corrections officer at the Brooklyn House of Detention. Then he became a New York City firefighter. I went on stage and told a couple of dick jokes that didn't land. You, you That's not brave. In, you walked into a strange apartment with a old man with Alzheimer's who could have. Killed That's brave. It's fucking brave. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is our show. Let's let Mr. Big Voice take us out. Thanks for listening, and we hope you enjoyed Unbecoming of Age. Bonus content at unbecomingofage.com. Subscribe on iTunes or your favorite podcatcher. Find us on social media at Unbecoming of Age. And sometimes when we touch. (laughs) That's right.